Welcome into Audio Bistro, episode 12. We have Newport here. Newport with a three, not an E. Very creative. Yes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, you are out of Washington, D.C. Um, still? Still in Washington, D.C.? Uh, actually, I've moved to Virginia Beach uh, as of recent, but grew up in D.C. Okay. and been there for most of my life. So, so. Virginia Beach, local now? Um, yes. <laughs> Get to set the scene on your your vibe. It's a lot of you know future bass, melodic stuff. Just overall really punchy, um, synthy vibes. It's about all of the tracks you have. Um, so like you had releases. A lot of your releases recently have been supported by some of my favorite channels. Um, you know, going like dancing uh, dancing astronaut, um, future bass records, no copyright sounds like NCS, which was one of the first like. EDM streams I, I got into when I started listening to the music a long time ago. Yeah, they're awesome. I man. love them. And the, I mean, your music is like what I would used to listen to when I first started hearing the music. Uh, and then like Heck Trap yeah. Nation. But, you know, you've also garnered a lot of support from, you know, some titans of, in the, of the industry. So like Chainsmokers, Griffin, Tiesto, um, to the tune of now, I'm not sure if you've eclipsed it. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but to, eclipsing or the tune of like almost getting to 100 million streams now on since 2017. Have, have you passed that mark yet? Uh, on Spotify, I think I'm really close to hitting 100 million streams, but mm -hmm. on like all platforms, I think I'm a little over. Uh, I haven't checked in a while, but I I know I've eclipsed 150 million on mm -hmm. when you count like YouTube, just and everything, Apple music, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, damn. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm big on Spotify, so I know you obviously there's a ton of playlists that you can find your music on on Spotify. Obviously, yes. Um, you're gonna be on the Audio Bistro playlist as well as we kind of grow those out. Um. But a few of my favorites. I think we got to start, of course, with your biggest, you know, track like "Zombie." Um, <laughs> yeah. if, if no one remembers a zombie song, like it's "Zombie, Zombie." Oh my! I can't. Yeah, exactly. I can only think of the Office scene. <laughs> I've talked way too much about the Office on this show. The Office scene where Andy's. Oh, dude, like, I love the Office. Where Andy's yeah. singing is like "Zombie," <laughs> it just sucks, and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, dude. So, but you killed that song. It's it's absolutely awesome. Thank you. Um. The song that I got caught on to was By My Side, I believe. Um, okay, yeah. Was the one that caught me on, but other one, big ones, you know, Falling, and then one of your newest ones, Your Gravity, um, was another song I really like. So, Thank you. Like I said, stoked to have you on. I think since this is stoked Audio Bistro, just, just the name alone, the Bistro, um, we have a certified chef in the house here. I've noticed. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe your greatest remix of all time here is you putting your own spin on the Olive Garden breadsticks, which bold, <laughs> bold, risky. How did those turn out? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. The the breadsticks actually turned out pretty good. I like, oh, dude, that's such a throwback. I was like bored of, during quarantine, just making YouTube videos in my house. But yeah, those breadsticks, from what I remember, I think yeah, I had my wife and my friend Shelby like judge it. And we honestly, we enjoyed them. I think I like saved them for like another day and we kind of like, we used it with dinner and stuff like that. So not a horrible, a horrible, uh, adventure. It was fun. Well, hell yeah. I'm, I was like, damn, anyone trying to remake those things. That's like the only reason people go to Olive Garden, but, uh, exactly. I, love, I love like the homemade spins on things. I'm, I'm like, like below average chef at best when I'm cooking, but I'm, I'm trying to get better. Trying. You know, we think, we <laughs> think we're going to get there one day. It just never happens. But yeah. Okay. So you've been cooking a little bit. So what's your what's your like Michelin three star restaurant plate or snack that's blowing everyone away? If you have one, <sighs> like that I'm making. That if you 
yeah, the one thing you know, like you can hammer out in the kitchen, then people are going to be like, I need more Ooh, of this. That's good. See, so I'm really into like fitness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm big that. on like the, the anabolic, like high protein recipes. And I just made like high protein cookies on my story uh, a couple of days ago on Instagram. And honestly, they turned out really well. I feel like if I made these for anyone, they'd be like, oh, this is like really good for what it is. Um, so that, and I also make some mean French toast. I crush oh. the French toast. All right. So one request is we get some of those cookies in the mail out to Washington for me. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I mean, I noticed you're, I noticed you're a fitness guy and you even have like your own get ripped playlist. And of course the get the, yes. the and get is a three. Um, gotta do it. Ode to the name. You gotta do it. Um, <laughs> and obviously I know it's like, um, I was curious if it's like your mission to be the most Jack DJ in the game. Cause it seems like you're, you're well on your way. Dude, I'm trying. I feel like uh, Kai Wachi definitely has me beat for the size, man. He's he's killing me there. But just more uh, girth. Yeah, he's just a huge dude, man. He's killing it in the gym. Um, I'm hopefully I can be the most shredded DJ. I know most Headhunters shredded. got like ripped like last year or something. Like he posted a picture okay. on Instagram. He was like like five percent body fat. I was so lean, and I like I'm I'm just like you know what? If I can get even close to that, <laughs> dude, strip him of his I'll- title. We'll I want to get on your regimen. Whatever you're doing, I want to get on. It looks like it's working. I was like, I was like <laughs> thinking you. about this. I was like, man, do you think there's like a secret community of like super jacked and tan jabroni <laughs> dudes like who are just like making their own DJ stuff? Because like these are the dudes who like just are the you know the notorious fist bumpers like sleeping oh, yeah. just still fist oh, bumping. Yeah. Like you think there's like a secret community of just like big <laughs> freaking because you don't really see that like the dj scene like those are the guys you always think of as like yeah these big time like you know like not like jersey shore type of dudes but kind right. of jersey shore type of dudes like do you yeah. know any, is there a secret community of djs like that, that if there is i'm still looking for it <laughs> maybe i'll start it i'll start like a discord just like straight up for like jack djs and i'll just Man. curate yeah. whoever just, i can just an annoying amount of testosterone in that Discord channel. <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey, Jack Ladies too. We'll get anyone Jack, Jack. who DJs. Anyone Jack. <laughs> anyone, anyone Jack who DJs. Anyone Jack. All right. Well, to wrap up the food thing, then the other thing I noticed, because I'm also a big advocate myself, is um, you're a big hot sauce guy. And I also yes. love I also love a variety of hot things and sauces. So um, are you bigger into making your own sauces or uh, just testing out every every hot sauce you come across and seeing what ends up burning the most. So I did. Yeah, I forgot. I made, I got like a make your own hot sauce kit for like Christmas or something. So I tried that out Badass. and it, it worked, I think. But yeah, I, I think, uh, I'm more into just like, I, I love the thrill of the spice and I got like into a huge kick. Uh, the year after I graduated college, I was living with like two of my best friends and we just got like all in, to finding the hottest hot sauce because so we like watch hot ones and then we'd be like, let's order that sauce and we'd try it out. Like we, you know, make our own hot wings and stuff. And yeah, it, it got pretty intense. Definitely some, some horrible decisions made, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm into the thrill of finding the spiciest thing I can eat. <laughs> so you have your two most recent tracks, uh, that you recently dropped, um, a couple months ago now. Um, was it May, May, I think you dropped two new tracks. Uh, I released, uh, so your gravity, I released in April and then stars belong with you. I released in May. Yeah. Okay. So you dropped those. And when I heard your gravity, I thought this kind of sounds like Nurko a little bit. So I'm a huge Nurko fan. So obviously when I heard this song, I loved it. 
Um, you remixed his track Blind Spot earlier this year as well, which is deep, kind of in your feels type of vibe. Um, yes. Has that relationship somewhat, you know, evolved your music and your style at all, or you know, even vice versa? Since you two, it seems like you know you're on some shows together or some festivals coming up together, and you you know kind of got some work history together. Yeah, I mean, um, he is he's an awesome dude, and I remember like hearing his earlier tracks on like Trap Nation and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was kind of like starting to release with Lowly at the same time, and and then yep. his sound like. I remember I heard, I think the first track I heard from him was uh, Breathe Without. And it like randomly came on when I was working out one day and I was like, holy cow. And so, you know, I've, I've been a huge fan of his stuff, you know, since I, I think that song was out in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. That's um, about when I started listening to him too, early days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, like every song he's put out since, like his sound is so tailored and so like, just like it's like you hear hit one of his songs and you're like this is nerco like this is mm-hmm. very clearly and so, so yeah fucking I think, wide yes wide. yeah i mean his chord stacks are crazy and Nuts. um his leads are are like so crisp and so like very definitive mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I mean yeah. he's definitely like inspired me to kind of like yeah make like a music that's emotional but also to kind of like find my sound which i think is still something that i'm kind of like sorting through and mm-hmm. you know um figuring out and i think also developing i think there's two sides of that coin of like you can either have like a sound or you can kind of just like make music and i kind of go back and forth between the two of those things but um yeah he's he's definitely been a huge inspiration and you know getting a remix blind spot was awesome and also uh i have a remix for him coming out tomorrow the fifth uh for lost without you uh his song with crystal skies so uh, very so so as this is as this episode is live this remix is officially is officially live as of a couple days ago now yes assume you know so that is that's awesome i'm gonna be i'm gonna be blasting that one because i you know like i said i love nerco i love his style i know not like humble break i was i was early on that to the point where he was still responding on facebook messages and like i was gonna awesome. try to set something up with him back yeah. when i was still trying to produce just to try to learn from him because i like, yeah. like you mentioned his style is so unique and he obviously has that sound i just like be fascinating to learn from someone like that for sure um, yeah but you said you're still developing your sound a little bit i guess besides you know just the relationship you've built and the people you've got to work with you know what has otherwise been like the biggest influence on your production style that's tough. I mean, I feel like I I think the biggest influence on my production style has really been like kind of being like secure in like just making the music I want to make cuz I think early on I kind of was very like oh, I've got to, you know, fit this sound or whatever. And so like obviously like Elenium, Seven Lions, those guys like really inspired me to kind of make music and you know, uh start making like the melodic kind of stuff. And then from there, I kind of had to find my own lane within that. And so it kind of landed on like pop punk and, um, kind of around the same time that I was starting to experiment with those production styles, like Elenium started like really putting out like all the pop punk stuff and, and, uh, said this guy did the same thing. And a, a bunch of other producers now are like, you know, adding in the, the pop punk elements and stuff. And so that's really cool to see. Cause like, I grew up listening to like Green Day, Blink-182, Sum 41, all those kind of bands. And so, um, and I'm also a, a classically trained guitarist. And so for me, like incorporating guitar was was really important and I just didn't know how to do it properly. And for the longest time, I wouldn't put my own guitar sounds, like except for maybe like one loop I recorded 
because I was insecure about like, Oh, does this sound good enough? Like, you know, how do I make yeah. it sound good? Um, but yeah, I think, you know, those guys, huge influences. Um, and yeah, I think lately I've kind of started being influenced by like more dubstep. Like I really kind of love the heavier stuff as of late. Um, so the, the Nurko remix, um, is definitely going to be a little bit of a heavier one. Um, and I've been kind of sneaking in like, you know, second, like dubstep kind of drops into some of my later songs. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's so much fun, dude. Playing that live. Like, I think the first time I experimented with that was my remix for Jana earlier this year. Um, and yeah, playing that on tour with her was like so much fun. And she put it in her tour set as well. So like everyone got to hear that song twice, uh, when they came to see us. Um, but yeah, that it's, it's a lot of fun to, to sneak a second drop in there and people be like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you have a whole ass slew of shows coming up. Um, so let's start with the one that you have on, uh, August 6th at Moonrise Festival. We're, we're, so we're recording the show before that. So make believe world here now. Tell me how that went, man. Um, I heard it was a great show. Uh, there's, there's great names up and down that lineup. So well, let's, let's tell me about Moonrise Festival. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I also have, uh, I'm playing the pre-party as well with Zed's dead and Shizla. So that's going to be, I think I just saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just announced it like this past week. Um, but yeah, Sick. so, uh, in, in this make believe world where I just played those shows, um, <laughs> it went great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super stoked for them. Like they're going to be so exciting and I'm, I'm just so pumped to, uh, to be on that that lineup is, is a dream come true. You know, growing up in mm -hmm. DC moonrise, um, was a festival I'd heard about. Unfortunately, I, I could never go. I usually either had, you know, like a camp or, or some sort of summer plans, internships, et cetera, that like kept me busy. Um, but yeah, I'm elated to be on the lineup, elated to be, you know, playing that festival. And, uh, I have an early set, so I'm hoping people come out, but I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, and also excited to like, um, I've, I've hung out with Midas one, so I hope I'm hoping we get to hang out and, and I've been talking to some of the other people on the lineup just about, you know, hanging. So I'm, I'm hoping I get to see some friends and, and meet some new friends. Uh, and also, you know, bringing a whole crew with me. So I'm just pumped to have a good time and see some sets I've never seen before, you know? Hell yeah. I mean, like I said, that, that show is stacked. Uh, I'm a big yeah. Midas fan my, myself. I can only imagine what's like, what's the vibe when you got a show, obviously you're not all playing on the same, I think, is this one a two day one or is it? Yes. This one's one. Okay. So, this yeah, one's two days. so what's that like when y'all are just like hanging out behind, you know, before you go on, like, is everyone back there? Is everyone doing their own thing? Like, what does it look like behind the scenes then before you guys are going on? It's, it's very mixed. It's kind of, everyone's doing their own thing. So like, I, I've never played Moonrise before, but like at Lost Lands and EDC there, there's like, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like an artist lounge area and there's trailers as well. So like, you know, most artists have like their own trailer or, you know, maybe sharing a trailer with a couple other artists. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like some people are in their trailer. There's also, you know, there's like a whole lounge area where they have like, you know, food and drinks and stuff like that. And like mm -hmm. places to just chill. So some people are chilling and you kind of get to, you know, conversate and, and meet some people and, and some places have like, you know, interview places set up and, um, yeah, you kind of do your own thing. Um, and people that you're, you know, or are friendly with, you can kind of chat with and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, usually people kind of want to either like decompress before or after their set. 
Um, but like, yeah, if you're, if you're not playing that day, then you're just like chilling. So yeah, you, you, you hang out, you talk, you go enjoy the festival a little bit. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, okay. So like we said, this show technically hasn't happened yet though. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's move on to the ones that definitely haven't happened yet, but, um, you know, your September and into October is about to be like damn near a movie. It looks like, so you already mentioned Lost Lands. Um, and so this is this Lost Lands of the September 23rd to the 25th. And is this your, is this your second time back? Second time, yep. Second time back. Okay. And uh, let me let me just say, Mother's Mother of God is this one set up to be you know like unreal this year from what I'm seeing on that that lineup. Dude, it's um, gonna be wild. Like not only are there gonna be real dinosaurs there this time allegedly, um, but you'll be sandwiched. It's I think it's presented by Excision. So. So, you know, your set's going to be sandwiched in, in there with Excision, of course, Elenium, Dr. Fresh, Shed the Sky, Nerco, Knife Party. It goes on and on. It's just like some, you're just like in there with amongst the, like great names. It's a great show. Um, yeah, it got me thinking. For you personally, who has been the toughest act you've ever had to follow? Ooh, that's tough. Um, Let's see. I, so at festivals and stuff, it's interesting. Cause like, there's so many people going, like there's, you know, at Lost Lands, there's like five stages. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the hardest, like I, I would say act I've had to compete with was when I was playing EDC, I was playing like an art car. Um, and so I, I don't know who was like across from me. Cause there's like a stage right across from me. Like, I think it was like the trance stage or something, but then okay. I had to go on at the same time as Elenium and the Chainsmokers. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, small crowd. <laughs> no one's going to, yeah, no one's going to show up to my set. Like literally the two biggest, like Elenium oh, wasn't no. even supposed to be there. So like everyone's going to see him because they're like, holy crap, Elenium's in the lineup. And <sighs> then the Chainsmokers are playing like Cosmic Meadows, the main stage at EDC. And so I was like, yeah, no one's showing up. And like some people did, but definitely not a ton. And I was like, yeah. So first EDC, you know, only up from here. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sh- it's still EDC. I'm sure it was a great show. I'm oh, still, yeah. I'm still like, so you got the headbangers headbanging, I'm sure. But yes. that is tough. What a, what a tough yeah. move. The, you didn't deserve that. <laughs> the, the, the cool thing that came out of that, though, was because me and Elenium played at the same time, mm-hmm. like we were walking back to the like artist area at the same time so i was literally like shoulder to shoulder walking up the stairs with him to like the artist lounge or whatever and so i i was like i can't pass up this opportunity to just like introduce myself and thank him for like how much he inspired me so i got to meet him and, and talk for, with oh, him for hell a bit. Yeah. so that was really cool um so it it made up for the fact that you know not many people came to my set because him and the chain smokers are playing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I'm sure he, you know, hey, rightful apology was due, but that is that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome that you got to meet him. Obviously, a lot of people want to meet him. So the fact that yeah. you know, you're you're just like a mingle, you're like a what's what's called a not a coworker, but you know, a coworker <laughs> now kind of thing. Yes, um, a much smaller so peer. <laughs> lo- hey, don't, don't knock yourself like that. You got some great shit going. You got some great shit going on. Thank you. Um, thank you. And like to keep on with that, you know, the thirtieth through the first, then so. The, September 30th through October 1st then is Lost in Dreams. And yes. that's going to be out in it's going to be out in Vegas and again you'll be mixing alongside outside alongside uh some of the names of the DJs I just mentioned but you know now toss in there Surf Mesa, Slander, um speaking of Slander, were you just uh 
did you release on slander on his um label recently? yes i so not very recently i released an ep with heaven sent yeah. uh last year like a year ago um, okay that's what it was yeah best part of me ep um but yeah okay. definitely one of my favorite eps i've worked on and um very very fun and they're, they're oh, yeah, awesome absolutely artists. I was gonna say as I was going through some stuff, I think I noticed that, and I was like, "Oh wow, damn! He released on Slander's label. That's yeah, that's sick." Um, so going on, you know, Weathen, William Black. Um, so there's another just absolutely scorching lineup. So, so to put this simply, again, you just kind of knocked yourself. That was un- that was unruly, man. There needs to be some more respect on the Newport <laughs> name if it's not already there, folks. You know, you're playing huge shows with some of the biggest names or just like hottest names in the game right now. So, um, knowing that. Let's like you know, let's go to the humble moments here, you know. Take me back to before there was like before this was really a reality. But when you know you're younger, you're playing a variety of um, bands. You were playing. You you mentioned you're like a guitarist yourself. You know, you're playing a variety of bands, playing at some parades or just some local spots. Um, when did that light bulb moment kind of happen for you way earlier on in your career in music? So, like light bulb moment as in. Um, like when this kind of all started, like Newport. Yeah, like when you when you kind of like decided, like, all right, I'm going all in on mm. this now. Obviously, you've been doing music for a long time in your life, so it's kind of natural for you. But like that moment where, like, maybe in your mind, you took that next big step to advance your career. Type yeah, of thing. yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, so I had been, you know, musically involved my entire life. Like it was, you know, bands in, in high school and, and playing, you know, random shows and battle of the bands and stuff like that. And then I started producing uh, like dance music kind of for fun in college just because I was like, well, I'm not going to be in band. So I need to keep myself busy, like busy musically. Um, and I just started really getting into EDM. Um, and so for for many years, like producing even under Newport was kind of more just like a fun thing that I did. And, you know, I, I put out tracks and I'd release like an EP with simplify recordings. Like some of my earlier stuff was more just like me kind of like making music, being proud of it, like sending it around and, and, you know, some labels like kind of backed me. And so even, you know, for a while it was kind of just like a hobby that was making me like pennies per month. <laughs> um, and it, so in, 2020, like kind of right before the pandemic, like in like January, February, I was kind of like feeling very uninspired because I was like, mm-hmm. like I had played like my first two shows ever is Newport, uh, in 2019. And, you know, they were decently attended and, and kind of fun to do. They were actually here in Virginia beach. Um, and they, you know, they were fun, but at the same time, like I wasn't, I didn't really have many plans for 2020 music wise. And I was kind of like, I don't, like, I don't really know my direction. And I was, I was for a very brief moment, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to continue with this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to continue mm. building Newport. Like this may be something that just continues to be a hobby, but like, I have no direction and I don't really know what to do. Um, and kind of at the same time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like, you know, I, I still have some music I want to send out to some labels and stuff. And, um, at, at the same time, I was starting to like gear up to start releasing my first couple of songs of 2020, the pandemic hit. And then I kind of like had nothing to do. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, shoot, you know what? Like I've got nothing else going on. Like I'm just going to make a ton of music. And so that's when like, it, it was almost like a God thing where like, 
I felt super uninspired and then there was like nothing but time for me to focus on music. Even if I felt uninspired, even if I felt like I had not a lot going on, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like make music, see where it goes. And 2020 kind of was like the year that like set me on this trajectory because I like had my first like three releases with NCS. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I cracked mm -hmm. that million monthly listener mark for the first time, like zombie, like had, yep. had been blowing up and was continuing to blow up. We released like a remix for it that blew up even more than yep. the original. And so I saw that. That's like at the 40 million on Spotify yeah. now for goodness yeah, sakes. man. I mean, yeah, it, it shot up there and yeah. So like, um, I think during that year was where I was like, I'm going to take, like, I'm taking this seriously now. Like I, I have so much music that I'm making and, and I have so much inspiration from like, you know, being like cooped up and, you know, like starting to, to just kind of get my feet wet. And then kind of at the same time, like during the pandemic, I started working with my manager, um, who I'm still working with. And so he kind of helped me like channel all the stuff into the right direction. Cause before I was just kind of like doing stuff like sending music here and, you know, trying to, you mm -hmm. know, get on these playlists and stuff like that. And he was kind of the one who was like, Hey, like, you know, let's send music here, not here. Let's, yeah. you know, let's yeah. work towards this. Let's kind of, you know, make a goal for, for this and starting to get your, you know, first shows out of COVID and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. he really helped me. Um, so yeah, it was kind of during the pandemic that I was like, I'm taking this seriously. I'm doing this for a career. I'm, I'm going all in, no looking back. Like let's keep going. Hell yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that kind of story. I, I mean, that's kind of where I hope to be one day with, you know, little audio beast. Yeah. Hey, day by day, you know, someday, you know, that's cool. You got the tap on the shoulder, the, the metaphorical tap <laughs> on the shoulder you needed to kind of kick it off. Yeah. Right. Um, but let, let's um, fast forward to today then. Right. You have a couple of remixes that seem to have had a bigger impact on your career than others. And you already touched on one specifically, um, the zombie one, the zombie track you made but also even earlier on than that was um judah and the lion yes the pictures that was that one seemed to have like a quite a bit of impact on you for sure um and your career i mean i'm sure it sounded like for you that was like one of your biggest first like hell yeah huge accomplish, yeah. accomplishment moments yeah absolutely yeah that that remix was um it was something that i did for fun uh, I like, I love Jude and the lion. I'd seen him live like four or five times before I ever sent them that remix and I'm just a fan, mm -hmm. you know, and they came out with pictures yeah. and I liked that song, but my wife loved that song and it was so emotional. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to remix it. Cause I feel like, you know, I have a cool idea in my head. I, you know, usually like mm -hmm. if I hear music for the first or second time, I can kind of like hear whether or not like, Oh, I, I bet I could remix that. Or I'm like, no, not a chance. It's too cool. Or it's too like the perfect the way it is. <laughs> Um, and for Judah and the Lion, Something I was like, should never be remade. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, this, this song's so good, but I kind of want to just like remix it. So I it literally used like a free, like acapella generator or whatever, and like generated the acapella, went into my studio, made the remix. And, um, they had like, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but they like sent maybe some of, or all of their Twitter followers, like a DM saying like, Hey, like new album out now or whatever. And I just like responded to that dm thinking it was automated or whatever and said like oh like i listened to it and i remixed pictures it's so good and they like hit me back within like 20 minutes and were like oh like we'd love to hear the remix and i was like sure so i sent it to them and they were like like oh cool like they you know they didn't really say much and then i got an email from their management like two months later and they were like hey like we love the remix and we want you to send us the stems because june and the lion's actually going to use that remix 
like as the, that's how they're going to play pictures on their tour coming up. And so they like invited me up to their show in DC and I got wow. to like meet them and I got to see like my remix be performed. And that was like, I think that was also in, it was either like late 2019 or early 2020, like kind of where I was like, not really sure. Like, so it was kind of funny mm-hmm. that that was going on in tandem. Like I was feeling very unmotivated at the same time that like this band I like loved was like using my music. <laughs> it's kind of funny that I think about it. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, but, that's um, nice. Yeah, so they they used it in their tour, and they you know my my music saw most of the cities in this country before I ever got to go to them. <laughs> so that's uh, holy that's pretty shit. Cool. Um, yeah, wow, that is that's awesome. And, the, and like I said, so like you know now thinking about it, fast forwarding to today, obviously those two tracks huge impact on your career. But has there been a project you've um, taken like the most pride in, or that's like your baby, whether it's a remix or like an original track that does like your this is me, this is. This is Newport at its, at its whole moment. That's tough. That's a tough question. Um, I feel like that. Sorry, but thank you. Yeah, um, I feel like that the answer to that question kind of evolves as I continue making music. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the, the EPs, I've released three EPs, the home EP in like 2017, like early stuff. And then um, I released a EP with uh, Founder Ed Seeking Blue um, called Catch My Breath, like, early 2021 and then later 2021 the the best part of me ep on heaven sent um and then i'm actually i'll I'll tease this um now i am releasing uh another ep which i probably would have announced by the time this episode airs but um that's gonna be called the pleiades ep uh and that's coming out uh august 12th um and i feel like that is the body of work that i'm most excited about right now because it showcases (laughs) showcases <laughs> it showcases kind of like shout out the new ep yeah baby. you know it um love it. Yeah, it showcases like a bunch of different sounds that i've been kind of working on so your gravity and stars belong with you are going to be part of that ep and then there's two other songs let's go one of them's like way heavier and has like dubstep side trance and like a bunch of other stuff um and then one of them's kind of more chill and a little bit more like relaxing kind of like you know something easy to listen to like when you're you know driving down the highway or cruising on a boat or something like that. Yeah. Oh, speaking <laughs> my language. Well, there we go. You heard it here first on heard it here second or third or fourth <laughs> here on Audio Bistro. New EP coming from Newport on August yes. 12th. And it's called Pleiades the Pleiades. EP. The yep. Pleiades. The Pleiades EP. Oh my God. Well, that is, I'm telling you what, that is extremely exciting. This is, I think it's the first ever time someone's announced like an EP <laughs> on my show uh, that's unreleased. So, Thank you for dropping Absolutely. that tidbit and teasing Absolutely. that a little bit. Um, before we kind of you know wrap wrap it up here, I was curious. Obviously, you've been doing a lot of shows here now. Remind, what was the, you had a show in twenty twenty one that kind of was like for me as I've learned more about your your music and your background. There was a show in twenty twenty one that was kind of like the it's all like pedal to the metal. Now you've obviously been doing shows for a while now. What was the show in like maybe it was like September October twenty twenty one that you did? Um, hmm. It was like your first like big lineup type of show, and you called it out as like your first. Oh, I think it was like your first festival, maybe it was. Um, so in 2021, I played I Lost Lands. I played no. uh, EDC I earlier, than that. earlier than that. I earlier. Yeah, I opened for company, and I also headlined a festival in Richmond, Virginia. Maybe it was in 2020 then. I'm I'm blanking here, but there was one show you had, and you called uh, you made something. It was the first time you made the lineup card on like a like a festival. Um, 
like your first big one. Maybe it's 2020. Now I'm completely blanking on it. For I'm trying reason. to think. Um, I can't remember if slander was even if slander was on that uh, one too. Oh, or... so you know what? It might be. I uh, so slander organized a festival called uh, what did they call it? Starbase. Um, that's yes. the one. Starbase. Yeah. So yes. Starbase unfortunately never happened. Um, it was oh, yeah, it was f- canceled because COVID numbers were starting to rise in South Carolina. It was going to be in Charleston. Oh, um, yeah, so they, they canceled it to kind of you know mitigate the the rise okay. in COVID numbers. Yeah, so that was that was a mm. huge bummer because it was literally going to be like back to back like Lost Land Starbase EDC for me, and I was like so pumped. Like I was literally going on like, a festival tour. Um, and then yeah, they yeah. canceled it, and it has not been rescheduled as of yet. Um, so huge bummer, but you know, to be a part of that lineup in the first place was like a huge honor for me. And I'm, I'm totally only imagine. hoping that they, they decide to, to re up it and maybe try again this year or something, but, um, no news on that yet. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, damn. Well, I was curious. Cause I was like, I feel like I saw it on your post and I was like, I didn't see much about it. I was like, yeah. I, I just didn't read into it more. So, but it's like, interesting. Okay. That's interesting to know. What what would you what would you say is the highlight of every time you're going on tour or on a show? Like, I'm not sure if you're doing a lot of bussing around or if you're just flying, staying in hotels or not. But is there like a, something like that you always look forward to when you're on the road? Yeah. So for me, it's mainly flying in hotels. Uh, a lot of downtime. Um, I would say. Oh, you like the downtime? Yeah. I I would say honestly, like something I look forward to most about like going to different cities and stuff is trying the food. Like I always try to find like, you know, what is that city known for? So like, you know, if I'm new in New York, obviously it's going to be the pizza. If I'm like, I, when I toured mm-hmm. a little bit on the West coast with Jana, um, like I, I didn't really know what like Portland or Seattle was like known for. Apparently Seattle is Asian food. So I tried to get some Asian food while I was there and was living in Seattle. Okay. Okay. Anything, any, anything with seafood pretty much. And then yeah, teriyaki gotcha, joints, yeah, yeah. noodle joints. Oh yeah. Okay. You're, you're and then in Portland, I, I don't, I think I forgot to ask what Portland was known for. Uh, or no, cause it's, it's like weird shit and stuff, I think is what they told me. And I was oh, like, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah, if absolutely. I have time to like go to a brewery, but I'm just going to like see what's around. It's a lot of, it's a lot of breweries with like little food trucks. Yeah, it seems food like. trucks. Food trucks are yes. huge. Breweries are yeah. huge. Yeah, and then those are just hard. You can't just. There's so many of them. So many are like little hole in the wall yeah. food truck type of things that are so good. You I just did have uh, that, I, yeah. like as I was leaving for the airport the next day, I like stopped by a breakfast food truck in Portland, and it was literally the best breakfast sandwich I've mm. ever had in my life. I wish I could remember what the food truck was called. I think it was like a couple of them around Portland, but it was so so good. Oh yeah, if you if you randomly come across it like one night when you're like up staying up late because you can't fall asleep, <laughs> just like, like can't remember this place, okay. just shoot me the message and yeah, I will. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Um, so the last thing about tours here, you know, what is the um the song or edit that you've made that is like the must have on every and absolutely set, and it's the it's the one that gets the headbangers headbanging a hundred percent of the time I, of yours, or maybe it's a different track that you add to your sets. But what's the one like you cannot have it? You can't so not have it. Yeah, so I I made an edit of uh, my song Whisper, um, and so okay. I I've, I've been like I've kind of like I made this edit over the past like year of like playing it out, being like oh maybe I could add this. So like it's essentially it's a combination of the instrumental for my song dreaming and the instrumental for my song whisper. And then I put two different acapellas on top of that. I put, uh, all the small things by blink 182. I throw that in there. 
And then I also throw oh. in, uh, I write sins, not tragedies by panic of the disco. Um, and so oh my God, speaking <laughs> yeah, of my youth here, Jesus. I, I'm big into like the emo <laughs> stuff. I have so many different, like, you know, like the, the punk rock of like 2020 or like 2010, 20, Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. was the era. Or 2000, yeah. like 2010, that stuff, like the late nineties, early, yeah. mid 2000s, like early to, lots of before 2010. Yeah. yeah. Breaking Benjamin, Lincoln Park, all that kind of stuff in my sets usually. But, uh, I, it's those songs. And then I drop my track whisper for the first drop. And then the second drop, okay. I go into the second drop for whisper. And then I like do a fake out drop and I drop it into, uh, what's it called? Beehive by J code. It's like a, like 2015 trap okay. song. Like not that many people know it. <laughs> Um, unless you know J code, but like that drop goes so heavy and like people freak out every single time. Cause they think it's gonna be the drop for whisper. They're like ready for it. Just singing the first time. Yeah. And then, yeah, it freaking goes off every single time people like freak out. I've gotten some good, good crowd reactions song. on that. And I think I have some film of it. <laughs> really? That one, that song just before it's time. It sounds like, I mean, that's the few festivals I've gone to, I think that's the thing I've appreciated the most is the way that artists like yourself are creative in incorporating different drops, different songs and making it actually all seem like one yeah. somehow. And like, you, you really never know what like someone's going to put on. Like we talked about Elenium. Elenium, I know like we'll f preview a bunch of new, have his own remixes of songs that right. like, he's never showed before. He'll do it in sets. And I don't know. A lot of artists do that. And it's like a, a creative magic to that process. The way that y'all find a way to, make it seem so smooth it's like it should like this should actually be the real right. song almost it feels like which is it's a it's, it's a Thank fascinating yeah it takes it takes um, a lot of time to like um like craft a set and stuff because i like i'm i would consider myself pretty good at djing but i definitely don't have the skill that mm -hmm. like some like i know I'm trying to think like james hype who's like a house dj he'll like literally like yeah, do everything yeah. live and you'll like see footage of him and he's just like kind of like like going crazy on like the the dials and speeds and stuff yeah. like that and he's like doing everything live and i'm like you know what i'll do it um, in ableton that way it sounds perfect and then i'll just like transition between yep. different edits and stuff that i've made so um i do some stuff live but it's, it's tricky to to feel confident in that like unless i've performed something like practiced it on like that thing or something behind me like yeah 10 times and i'm like i don't know like, i might just <laughs> i'd feel sketch i just saw a video of uh i'm not sure yes. if you're familiar with fred again um love fred again and i saw him doing he's kind of just starting it seems like to get more into the yeah. big live scenes apparently um and he's doing that like he was doing his set and like he's got his little um i don't remember the software not the software the little it wasn't a midi like keyboard it was more like it's got the boxes on yeah. it yep trackpad and he's slamming away at that thing as he's going along i was like man there's so yeah. much pressure to be doing that as like he's he's dripping sweat and just hammering on these things oh, like, that's yeah. a lot of pressure yeah but it's also so, like i feel like people love that stuff there's some people like don't even notice it i'm sure especially Gravitate. at festivals i'm sure some people are just like yeah oh nice like i remember when i was well let's let's be honest we know where people's For heads sure. are or not they're in the clouds somewhere yeah. else yeah some people music. just want to like vibe out and, and enjoy it and some people are like really into that kind of stuff i remember the first time i saw a track live he like did a bunch of that kind of like trackpad stuff mm -hmm. and for like i like i didn't really know what was going on and then they like had like some sort of camera on him like the visuals or whatever and like showed what he was actually doing and i was like oh wait this is so much sicker now but i know some people were just like whatever like this this bumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well um like we said let's wrap it up here uh really appreciate you coming on the show we dove into a lot here 
I do not want to, you know, underemphasize the fact that the Pleiades, <laughs> the new EP for Newport. Yes, Pleiades. The Pleiades, yep. right? I'm saying that right? The Pleiades. Coming out August 12th. This is, again, one of the, we're announcing it here, kind of. Um, what do you think? Do you think we can uh, throw in a little teaser track here at the end you know for the what? folks to get a good listen? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Oh, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. What do you, what do you think? What, what do you want the folks to hear? Well, 30 yes, seconds a minute. I'll, what I'll do you give want you guys a little talk? teaser. I'm not going to give you too much because you got to go stream this thing for real, but I will give you a teaser of Absolutely. the song Black Hole. It's with uh, Mime and it's uh, coming out with the EP and Mime I've worked with before and, and he crushed the, the vocal on this and uh, super pumped with how it turned out. So um, yeah, hope you enjoy Love it. Love that. Well, not to make a terrible dad joke here, but I can't wait to get lost into that black hole. Oh nice. God, I'm, all right, I'm hanging up the shoes. That might be it. I might be done with the show forever now. That was terrible. So we got black hole. We'll we'll send it to black hole now. But Newport, thank you Absolutely, so much man. for coming on. I love the music. I'm so stoked you came on. I'm happy to support it, and uh, can't wait to see some content coming up from these. Like we said, that movie that you have for cool, the man. end of September. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Thank Thanks you so for much. having me on, and, and pumped to be here. And yeah. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening, and yeah, have a good one. <laughs> and now Black Hole. Oh. Uh.